0: Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from SingleInTheCity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hello
1: everyone, thanks for joining me again for this week's episode of the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellata, founder of SingleInTheCity.ca, joined by my friend and philanthropist, the amazing Joan Kelly Walker. Hi Joan, I missed you.
0: Hi, Laura. I know, I know. It's been way too long since we've actually seen each other in person. Joan's
1: been away and um, she's back now. And I think you said you
0: just got out of quarantine. I did. Yeah. I did the whole thing, the hotel stay, the quarantine. Like I did it all right. So I'm happy that I've had three negative COVID tests and I, you know, I followed all the rules. Everything is good. I'm, I'm COVID free. What was that experience like coming back and
1: having to sit in a hotel room for two oh. days?
0: You know what, that was hard. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Uh, There was a lot of things that, you know, I didn't know, like you can order food in and stuff like that. I I didn't know that. So um, it, it was kind of bizarre, actually, I was happy to get out of there after only two nights
1: that would be the one thing that would stop me from traveling, actually, that that coming back and having to sit in some strange hotel for three days. Meanwhile, I'd want to get back to my home, which I live alone, and back to my dog. So mm-hmm. I think for that reason, I can't travel. Anyways, <laughs> how how important is self-love when it comes to relationships? Tonight, we're joined by someone who knows the value of loving yourself first, We're joined by Marcus Black, best-selling author. His latest book is Asleep at the Wheel, Taking Back Control of Your Life, Motivational Speaker and Content Creator. Marcus is also an ordained minister and marriage counselor who knows a thing or two about what it takes to make a relationship happy, healthy and successful. Tonight we'll be chatting about how you can learn to love yourself and how putting those positive vibes out into the universe can pay off. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Another wonderful friend that I met on Clubhouse. I keep, they keep coming. <laughs> so I welcome you.
2: My friend, thank you so much for having me. And your voice just resonated so deeply. And I'm so excited to get into this conversation about self-love because it really is the foundational piece to success in every area of your life, but especially in any relationship as well.
1: So first of all, we'd love to get a little bit about your background. You're all about inspiring people to live their best lives and to find the happiness that they deserve. How did you get into this, and and what does it mean to you, Marcus?
2: Ooh, that is an incredible question, and one that I'm really excited to answer because you hear all these things and all the wonderful things I get to do in the world now, but the reason that's a passion that's deep buried into my heart is because of the hell I went through to get here. And the first thing I want you to know is if you're a person who's been through hell or you're in it right now, I just want to encourage the heart that where you are right now, this day, this isn't your final chapter. And so I had a lot of bad chapters in my story. My story started in Mississippi in the United States. I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, and I was raised in brokenness. I was raised in abuse. I was raised in poverty. I was raised being told that I would never be anything in this life, but a failure. And I bought those lies. I bought them, and I tucked them, and I buried them into my heart, and I walked with my head held down like I was lucky to be in the presence of other people, like I should consider it uh, personally something to be joyful about that I just got to be around people and that they allowed me into their space, and I did not love myself, and so when you ask me why and how I got into this, it was because I realized in order for me to become who I'm supposed to be in this life, I got to stop focusing on the lies they told me. And that's when I realized the importance of self-love, because here's the bottom line. If you do not love yourself well, you can never love another person the way that they deserve to be loved. And so when I understood the importance of that, that was the moment that changed everything. And that's why I care about it so much, because of the pain, because of my hurt, that's why I care. Because of the pain, the suffering, that's why I care about this topic.
0: So, Marcus, um, I just can't help but wondering what was the catalyst of that defining moment that you had, where where you made that decision to find self love. Was there a mentor there to help guide you, or or someone showed you a, a kindness? Like, can you remember when that actually happened?
2: Oh yes, I can. That is an incredible, remarkable question because it's interesting that you asked me. That shows your intuition. There was a catalyst. And it wasn't a person. It was a school, Mm. school, school of the hard knocks. (laughs) It wasn't an actual school. It was life because it's a hard knock life. And so what happened, the pivotal moment of all the pain and all the struggle and all the self-doubt and self-loathing and me walking around with my head held down and my leg, my tail tucked between my legs, what happened was. I was 18 years old, and I'll never forget this. A routine night, hanging with some friends, clean fun. We weren't doing anything crazy, no no drinking, no partying. We were underage anyway. We were chilling. And we had gone to an incredible event, and we were on the way home. And I'll never forget this. This moment changed my life forever. On the way home, a routine night, driving 75 miles per hour. I remember falling asleep It's nighttime, and I heard the loudest explosion that I ever heard in my life. And when I heard this explosion, I opened my eyes to see my friend screaming in the hour car, flying off the highway, nearing a bridge 25 feet down into a ditch. It was the fastest, slowest moment of my life. So I remember looking at my friend who was screaming just before flying off a bridge at 75 miles per hour into a ditch and the car is flying. I remember it like it was yesterday. Glass was smacking me in the face. Trees were hitting me in the face before finally we hit a massive tree. And then we hit that tree from behind. That tree split the car, crushed us like an accordion. And I remember being afraid to open my eyes because there was not going to be anything productive. Once I opened them, I was afraid of what I would see. But spoiler alert, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, not only did I survive that accident, I walked away. And so when you ask the question, what was the catalyst that shifted my perspective to understand that I got to love myself was realizing that life is bleeding. Life can fade at any moment. Life is not promised to you and mine almost got taken. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm on borrowed time. So what that did was it let me know that I don't have time to waste any more being concerned about who else loves me, who else gives me permission to live my best life, who else cares about me. I have to care about me. I have to show up for me. I have to love me because nobody else will do it for me. And at any moment, it could be your last.
1: I love that, Marcus. Wow. I have to ask the other people in the car. Were they okay?
2: All four of us walked away.
0: Oh, wow. It
1: wasn't your time. Um, And I love this quote that you shared with me, happiness is an inside job. Why do you think it's so important for us to take charge of our own happiness?
2: Here's the thing about this. So many people think that if I could just find the right person, if I could just find the right mate, oh, man, they would just make my life easier. They would complete me. Oh, if the world could just get access to see my greatness, then I'd be happy. Oh, if I could just get that dream job, then I'll be happy. Oh, if I just, and if, and if, and if, guess what? You know what I learned? When you get those things, you still feel empty. When you get the job, it's not all you thought it would be. When you get the car, it's not all you thought it would be. You get into the relationship and you still have difficulties or struggles or communication gaps. And it leaves you questioning. Why? And that's because. Happiness was never about what was happening on the external. Happiness was never about someone else. It was never about any other people. It wasn't about a job. It wasn't tied to a material thing. Happiness can only be found from within. And the moment you realize that, it causes you to shift your focus to giving yourself the love and the care you deserve. Because the beginning of your real happiness can only be found by looking in, in you and realizing that in this world, you are one of one. There's only one you. There's not another in the universe like you. So while you're busy comparing yourself to somebody else, some one person at least in this world is looking at you wishing they could be where you are. So stop comparing. Look at the love and the value that you possess in your own heart and soul and realize the greatness that is in you. Because the moment you look inside, that's when you find real happiness in life.
1: That is so powerful, Marcus. You're not a puzzle. You are a whole person who is complete on your own. You don't need someone else to complete you. You only need someone to accept you completely.
0: So Marcus, I can't, I keep coming back to this actual moment. You've had this experience where the four of you walked away and you decided that I have to care about me. I have to love me. And that's such a powerful moment. But like for someone that's listening and they think like, where do I start? How, where do I even begin to practice self-love if they haven't done that? Like how do you get started?
2: So, yes, you asked that question, and that's an incredible question, and I cannot wait to unpack that for the people today. And what I can tell you before we get into it, and we're going to dive deep here in just a moment, but what I can tell you right now is that it's not as difficult as you think, but there are some practical steps, and you might feel feel, feel silly doing them, <laughs> but and you're not silly.
1: Now, we need to take a break, but when we come back, you're going to unpack that for us, aren't you, Marcus? Uh, we're going to chat you're about fine. how we can start – practicing self-love when we come back on the Dating and Relationship Show. Don't go anywhere.
0: Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show Sunday night, and this is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellata with the beautiful Joan Kelly Walker and our guest, Marcus Black, chatting about self-love and why it's so important before dating. Let's get back into it. All right, before the break, we just uh, you started unpacking um, about self-love, but let's continue that conversation. When it comes to self-love, you know many of us uh are just getting started and and we don't really know how to learn to love ourselves what are some of the ways that we can start practicing this marcus
2: yes and i'm so glad that we get to talk about such a needed topic right so i want to dive right into this and the way i'll do it and the way i unpack it in my book is a story that you all have heard it's a cliche right but i want to share it anyway because you cannot hear it enough and what that has to deal with is when you're on a plane, if you've never flown, which I'm sure all of you have, when you get on a plane, before you can take off, they got to go through this routine and rituals, and they're doing the boring part. You're like, can we just get where we need to go already, right? But it's important enough that they don't let a single flight on this globe get off the ground without walking you through these rules. And one of the things they tell you is if your plane were to lose cabin pressure for any reason, then you got to make sure that you put on a breathing apparatus that was created for you to thrive and survive. And when you put this breathing thing on your face, they tell you, I don't care if you have kids. I don't care if you have a baby. You put that thing on your face first because it does any, it does no one any good. If you put that thing on someone else's face and before you get it fully on, you all pass out everybody dies and when you don't practice self-love in your life when you don't start giving yourself the love and the care that you need and you so desperately deserve to be able to thrive and survive it feels like death and maybe you've been in cycles of toxic relationships maybe you've been in cycles with people you've been in cycles that make you feel empty inside and brokenness and chaos and you cannot figure out why And you give and you give and you give. You're giving everything you got. You're pouring from your heart and your soul. And you don't feel that you're being reciprocated, that same level of love and care. That's because you're always going to feel empty until you learn to fill your cup first. So before I got into any practical steps of how to love yourself, it was important to understand and establish that, Self-love is vital. It's the vital piece of the puzzle for you, my friend. So the way that you do that, a few practical ways, because people say it's easier said than done. Well, I have a mentor, Mr. Trent Shelton, who always says, yeah, it is easier said than done. You are exactly right. But guess what? Everything is easier said than done. It takes no effort to say words. But you got to choose your heart. Do you want to keep going through toxic cycles of relationships? Or do you want to really have that fulfilling love life that you've always looked forward to and that you desire? I know you want that. But the way that you get it is you learn to love and appreciate yourself. You learn to affirm your own humanity. So the way I started was I started looking myself in the mirror and I started practicing daily affirmation. Now, in these affirmations, people will tell you, like, oh, people are like, what is an affirmation, or how do I find one, and do I just Google it? Don't Google an affirmation, because you're going to get a very generic version, so you're going to get generic results. If you really want the, the best out of your affirmations, what you have to do is create your own. So I was told my entire life that I was stupid and I would be nothing but a failure in this life, and so I created a, an affirmation that directly contradicted that lie that I was told. And so my affirmation is I am strong. I am intelligent and capable of accomplishing great things. And I look myself in the mirror and I say that every single day. What do you need to tell yourself? What message of love do you need to look at? And I'm telling you, it's going to feel ridiculous. You're going to feel ridiculous looking at yourself saying this. But what you don't realize is you're planting seeds into your subconscious mind that even if you don't believe that message in your heart, it's going to change the way you feel and how you move. And over time, you won't even recognize the person you are because you start to build this new practice of self-love and self-appreciation.
0: Marcus, if somebody's too uncomfortable to do that, like, can they just kind of speak it in their own brain? Do you find that that's effective?
2: I would say start where you are. So I would rather you say it in your own brain than do nothing if that's the alternative, because action steps is where the magic happens. The magic is in the motion. Yeah, you can tweet that one. The magic is in the motion. When you do something, when you take action, that's is where magic happens. So if you are uncomfortable, I would tell you to start by just saying it, but I'm going to tell you something different happens and it's an accelerator. If you get in front of that mirror. So honestly, I think you need that level of discomfort because all growth is, is uncomfortable. When you look at a baby cutting teeth, they cry because it's painful, right? When your body's changing, grow, growing pains, it's uncomfortable. Growth is uncomfortable. So if you want to grow as a human being in your heart, mind, spirit, and soul, make yourself uncomfortable because life begins outside of your box, and your purpose is on the other side of your comfort zone.
1: And I think, too, in order to practice self-love, we need to get rid of those toxic people, you know, and, and not to be afraid to do so. Not everybody takes responsibility for the energy they put out there. And if there's somebody who's bringing toxicity into your life and they won't take responsibility for it, this may mean that, you know, you need to step back and and step away from them and, and don't be afraid to do this because it's liberating and it's important, even though and although it may be painful, and that's one lesson that I had to learn, and I just do not allow toxic people into my life anymore. Um, and that's something that's helped me. Tremendously,
0: it's hard to recognize someone that is toxic.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Not anymore.
2: No. So I yeah. want to speak to this, Laura. Thank you for bringing up that point, uh, because that is really the next step. Like after you start to affirm yourself and you start to learn who you are and appreciate who you are, the next thing you need to do is take stock of who's in your life, who's in your circle. Do you have a circle? And I use the analogy when I speak on this topic of fountains and drains because I always in my life want to be a fountain. And one day I realized, like, I was just looking at this immaculate fountain, and I was like, yo, what is, what is up with this? Is this like, cool, but it's just pouring. And it's pouring, and that's what fountains do. They pour, and they pour, and they pour, and they pour nonstop. And drains, they just sit at the bottom and suck up everything the fountain pours out. And so the question you have to ask yourself in your life, Is are the people who are closest to you fountains, or are they drains? And don't get me wrong. Every single one of us is going to have our day. We're not talking about needing help or just being in a position where you need support. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, every time you get in the presence of this person, you feel worse. You feel less than. You feel brought down. They're putting you down. They're saying things. It's their energy they're giving. They're belittling you. They're tearing down your goals and your dreams. They're talking about your appearance. They're talking about what you care about. They make you feel stupid. They make you feel worthless. You have to decide that you don't get to access that level of my heart and my mind and my soul anymore. And that's hard. It is hard. But you gotta choose your heart. You've heard it before. That's not just some cliche that you hear way more than you need to. Because you can sit in the heart of making some, letting another human being make you feel less than and being heartbroken and crying yourself to sleep at night. Yeah, we going there, we going to keep it real. Or you can choose the difficulty of cutting out those toxic relationships that aren't serving you and that are tearing you down so that you have a life of addition by subtraction. So you add to your life by cutting out that which you do not need.
1: I want to mention something else that um I think a lot of women have an issue with and it's comparing ourselves to others. And Joan, I never sense this energy from you. Like I think that you you've nailed this. Like you do not. You. No. Your, like I I I really sense that you never compare yourself to others. Like I never feel like you have that jealous you know bone in your body or you're very supportive as a woman but I think that a lot of women uh, particularly struggle in this area because we're socialized to be competitive so comparing ourselves to others is really natural but I know that it can be so dangerous Um, But there's really no point in comparing ourselves to anyone else on the planet because there's only one of us, right? So we need to focus on ourselves and our journey. So what do we have to say about that? Joan, do you want to start with that and then Marcus maybe can continue because I know that uh, you're a master of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think it it comes with maturity and and it comes with age and I you know that's one of the wonderful things about getting older and having life experiences and having you know been young and intimidated uh but I've always put myself in situations where I'm a little bit you know like it it challenges me. So I've learned from a very young age that I need to look around and see, like, I've learned more by keeping my mouth shut and by watching and observing than by, you know, trying to compare myself and get in there and be equal with everybody and have something to say all the time. I find those people are very toxic for me and very draining. Um, So, you know, no one is going to understand your journey or your level of commitment to it the way that you are. So as soon as you open it up for people to have an opinion on what you're doing, then that starts to drain you. So that's why I just do my own thing and just keep forcing ahead. It's the only thing that serves me. And, yeah, it took me a while to, to get that. But, you know, I got there eventually. And I think this conversation will help other people get there faster, too.
1: Yes, thank you for that. And and Marcus, what do you have to say about that?
2: Yeah, I just think briefly that men did a horrible job. Uh, honestly, I'm just keeping real. I am a man, but I think throughout history, men have done a horrible job of supporting our women. They've objectified them. They've pushed them and made them seem that they're only objects and for certain things or for, to be in a home or to be mothers. And it's like, man, women are rock stars and you guys can change the world, but because they've put you in this box for years, it's almost like innately women feel like anytime they see another woman succeeding, it takes away from my shine. And so now they're fighting over attention that they don't need because they are the world changers. You are the power. And so what I think is you need to realize that nobody else gets to quantify or dictate how great you are in this world, and you don't got to compare yourself to another single soul because who you are is already more than enough. And who you are is a – the last thing I wanted to say is that – there's every, there's room for every single one of us to win. There's room for all of you to win. Thank you. If
1: Amen, shines, Marcus.
2: Can you can shine too. And she can shine and she can shine and you can support her Thank shine. You. And guess what? She'll support your shine. I love that. It's so true. You um, see
0: more we, and more of that, like on Instagram, people are supporting each other, and and you know through businesses they're they're saying positive things about each other, and that's I think it's like a new movement that's happening.
1: Beautiful. Yeah, and I see it even more on Clubhouse, to be honest. And um, but we need to take a break. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about self-love and how it fits into a relationship. Don't go anywhere.
0: Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from SingleInThisCity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
1: And we're back on the Dating and Relationship Show. This is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellata with Joan Kelly Walker and our guest Marcus Black. Let's dive back into our discussion on finding happiness in life and in love. Now, let's turn the talk to relationships. One of the things that I think is really important before being able to get into a relationship is the idea of loving yourself, which we've been talking about self love. You can't love somebody else fully until you give yourself that same respect. How do you think the idea of self love fits into a relationship?
2: It's everything. And I thank you for asking this question. So this is where I see. And for those of you who don't know, I know she mentioned I am an ordained pastor. I do a lot of premarital counseling and coaching for couples. And so this always comes up because people don't realize how big of an issue this is. Because you got to realize when you come into a relationship, you are two individuals. And so as a man, you have a purpose in this life. And you have something you want to accomplish. And you have goals and dreams and things you're going to rock. And as a woman, you have a purpose in this life, and you have goals and dreams and things that you want to rock. And so both of you are these two massive entities that are going to take over the world, and when you become one by joining together in a relationship to support each other and make each other's load lighter, you got to realize, and so many times it's like, oh no, you just expect, you have this big expectation that they're going to complete you in the most magnificent ways. And a lot of people look for relationships to complete them. I'm looking for my soulmate. And you can have a soulmate, but I promise you, if you're looking for your soulmate to complete you, it's never going to happen. You complete you, and they are an addition. They Anytime you have someone that's walking through this life with you, they are just meant to be a companion, not to be the completing piece of your puzzle. You are it alone. And so what happens is in the relationship context, He will say something based on him wanting to chase his dream or fulfill what he's trying to fulfill. And she will take that as a personal dig or something against her. Like I'm not enough for you because you feel you need to go do ABCD. And it's like, no, he never said that. But because there's already a void in the heart and soul, you can't really hear what they're saying because you automatically view his message through the lens of a hurting heart or an unfulfilled heart, or an insecure heart. I flipped that same scenario on his head. She has this thing, and women are often put in boxes and told they can't be bosses, but she said, I don't care what the world says because I know I'm a boss, and so I'm going to start this company where I'm going to reach all these people and transform lives, and what he hears is, oh, I'm not doing enough as a man, so you feel that you got to go out here and work? Like, I didn't ask you to do that. Like, I'm trying to provide. Are you saying my provision isn't enough? And she never said that. She's saying, I got goals and dreams, too, and I got something to say in this world. But because he does not love himself fully, because he has a void in his own heart, he heard her words, which were only trying to speak to her best friend or best companion in this life about something that was important to her. And he heard it as a shot and a dig into his own soul. So now hopefully those two little scenarios can help you just begin to see the importance because until I fully love every part of me and I realize that I am enough and my security doesn't come from another human, my security comes from myself, from realizing and understanding that I am just because I am. There's nothing else I need to be other than who I am and what I am. That's not speaking to a complacent mind. That's a content mind. Content means I'm good with where I am, but I'm not where I'm going to be because I'm still pushing. Complacent is like, it is what it is. We ain't talking about that. So a- appreciate yourself for where you are and dig in and continue on the journey. Because when you begin to fully love yourself, is the beginning of you being able to have real deep, thoughtful conversations with a companion without taking them in, without being offended, so that you can push, support, uplift, and care for one another.
0: What I'm hearing is, you know, it's all communication. Like listening and really conveying and with honesty your feelings. Right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You're exactly right. And the thing is, you said you hit the nail on the head. Communicating your deepest self and communicating that self honestly. But how often do we really walk in a relationship honestly because of fear that some part of us will not be accepted by our partner? And that fear is the place that you need to start doing the soul work on because that's the place of your insecurity and that's the place where you might not fully love yourself because they don't know that you have that wound from your childhood until you tell them, they don't know that that's a pain point. So check this out. This is real life. We about to get real. I'm glad we talked about this. So I'm married. We've been married for almost, it'll be nine years in September. And so my wife grew up abused, like she grew up deeply abused. And so for her, one of her biggest, and she was bullied, like bullied, bully, beaten, like jumped, like rough. And so one of the biggest things that, causes her heart grief is if somebody were to start laughing at her, he feels like, oh, that's the biggest dig, the worst thing, because it's tied to her trauma in her childhood. I grew up abused, and you guys heard that, right? You heard me talk about growing up in abuse, and my dad always told me who I'd never be, and so I learned to cope with my trauma by laughing. So how well do you think it goes over when she's upset and trying to express her legitimate concern, and I instantly start teasing. I'm smiling. And I start laughing. It breaks her heart because it makes her feel like she's not respected. But really, I haven't dealt with the pain in my heart to fully love that part of me that says it's okay to have tough conversations. And she hasn't dealt with that pain in her heart to know that you're not defined by what those bullies said or did to you. You are more. And when we start to deal with those wounds and heal from the hurts, that's when we can have effective communication and real deep love stories.
1: I love all this, I love this conversation. Me too. Right? Isn't he amazing? And before we take a break, because we do have to do that, just quickly, um, because you talk about how you help couples to find themselves and balance before marriage, um, but some couples would think, okay, well, if I need counseling, I shouldn't be getting married. So what are your thoughts on that?
2: Man, I, I don't know who told you that. Can't, we we look at counseling. I hear that the wrong all the way. time. We at,
1: if we if we need counseling, then we shouldn't be together. And why would we be getting married? Are you,
2: are you kidding me? Oh my God, <laughs> no! Counseling is maintenance. That's like saying, why do I need an oil change? I shouldn't have a car if I need an oil change. <laughs> like no, the car needs an oil change to function. The car needs a tune-up to function. It needs maintenance. And so, counseling is relationship maintenance. Don't look at it like you need to be fixed. It's not about that. So the reason people come to me before they get married is because you need to talk about money because that's one of the top three causes of divorce. Before you get married, you need to talk about sex because that's one of the top three causes of divorce. Like, And people when you don't talk about it, you just assume, oh, it's going to be all good. I like her. She like me. No, that's not the case because there's some stuff that you might want that she don't want. And it's going to become a deep-rooted issue later that drives a wedge between you. Same thing with money, with finances, with in-laws. Maybe you're a family person. She's not a family person. You want your people to come live with you. Like, all these things you need to talk about so you can be on the same page before you enter a marriage contract.
1: All right, Marcus. I think we get it. We get it. (laughs) It's okay to get counseling. We need to take a break, though. And when we come back, Marcus is going to give us some tips on overcoming adversity. Don't go anywhere.
0: show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's
1: Sunday night and you're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm your host Laura Bellada with Joan Kelly Walker and our guest tonight is Marcus Black. We're chatting about self-love and why it's so important before you get back out there and why it's so important in relationships. Let's get back at it.
0: So before the break, we were talking about overcoming adversity and self-love. And, you know, part of self-love also means learning how to wake up to the things that are out of our control. How can we start to look past the things that are getting us down and to move on when things are out of our hands?
2: John, that's a powerful question, my friend. Thank you for asking it. And guys, I'm going to speak. I want you to literally take these words, listen to them, and let them pierce your heart and your soul. Because when you ask me the question about all of that pain and all of that adversity and how does that equate to self-love, so many times you define yourself by the labels that were placed on you. You define yourself by the pain that you went through. So many times you struggle and you think that something's wrong with you because you struggle. Well, I always tell a story about sea turtles. I got to witness sea turtles being born. And when they were born, I noticed a couple of them were fighting and they had flipped over on the back of their shell and they were fighting and they were fighting. And I wanted to help them before an endangered endangered species specialist said, no, you cannot help the turtle. And it didn't make sense until he said, because what you don't understand is that the strength that baby turtle needs to survive in the ocean is built on the fight through the water. So if you're listening to the sound of my voice, your life has been a fight. Maybe your relationships have been a fight. Maybe you've been through trauma, you've been through abuse, you've been through neglect, you've been mistreated, you've been misused, you've been stabbed in the back, you've had all these experiences and you think, what is wrong with me? Why do they keep cheating on me? Why do they keep leaving me? Why am I not enough? And what I'm telling you is, first of all, just like Joan just said, you cannot accept those things as your truth. You cannot change that which what happened to you. But you've got to realize that you're not defined by it. You are not what you went through. You're more. And that pain and that suffering that you've gone through is just preparing you for that forever love you're waiting on because it's coming. I don't care if you feel like, well, I'm 40 or I'm 50 or I'm I don't care before you leave this earth. You're going to find that significant love to experience the fullness if you learn from all of those situations and you make them count. Make that pain count. Give a purpose to that pain by the way you learn from it. You walk through it and you make the next relationship better because of it.
0: I know we're going to run out of time, but I just have to jump in and ask about manifesting things. Marcus, what are your thoughts about manifesting the things that we want and putting positive thoughts out there?
2: That is everything. That's everything, guys. When we say manifesting, some people think of that as a woo-woo word. It's not woo-woo. It's literally a universal concept. I don't care what you believe is universal. Shakespeare said what? I think, therefore, I am. The Bible reads, whatever a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. But the concept is the same. Whatever you believe and you put out, you will receive. It is the law of reciprocity. So I'm telling you, speak to that you won't, because all manifestation is is speaking to that which is not as if it were. And you can get into the psychological and the neurons in the brain part, because when you actually speak, your neurotransmitters fire a certain way. And when you speak those positive things, it affects the way your brain functions. And that changes the way you move. One day I said I was going to be one of the biggest motivational speakers in the world. And I just started saying it. I didn't believe that. I thought that was ridiculous. But you know what? I'm connected right now to the biggest motivational speakers in the world and planning projects with them. Because even though I said it and I didn't believe it, it changed the steps I took. I started taking more risk. I started putting myself in their path. And so what do you want? Get up, get out, and go get it. Speak it as if it were. Believe it in your heart, and it will come to pass. If you want that soul relationship, speak it. Believe it. Put it on paper and manifest it because you can. And
1: visualize it. Visualize yourself with them. Visualize this person. How tall are they? If you like vacationing, um, visualize yourself sitting on a beach with this person. Visualize yourself waking up to this person making love to this person. And you're right, it can happen. But Marcus, how if you didn't believe it, how did you manifest it? Because the way that I know it, you need to believe it in order for it to happen.
2: And you're exactly right but I didn't believe it at first was my point. So I'm glad you said that when I first I'm telling you for people who don't believe that good relationships exist, just start if you don't believe it, because at some point it's going to shift to, but if you say anything long enough, you're going to start to believe it. And once you start to believe it is when the magic happens, because then you start action. So that deep belief is what makes it come to pass. But even if you don't believe it, there's no reason to sit back on the sidelines, start saying it, even if you don't believe it, because eventually your disbelief will become belief. And that belief in your heart is what gives the power to the words you say, and it makes it come to pass.
1: So magical. (laughs) We have so much more. That we could be saying on this topic but maybe we'll invite you again because our time is up thanks for joining us again this week Marcus you are such a gem Joan so are you I hope that this week's show helped you um, see how important loving yourself first is before jumping into something new Uh, if you want to keep the conversation going get in touch with myself Official Laura Bellata on Instagram as well. If you're on Clubhouse, you can follow me, Laura Belotta, or check out my website, singleinthecity.ca. Joan, where can people get a hold of you?
0: I'm at Joan Kelly Walker Official on Instagram or my website, joankellywalker.com.
1: And Marcus, my love, where can people uh, get a hold of you or learn more about you and your fabulous book?
2: Yeah, you can find me at M Black Speaks with the an Ness. And that's at M Black Speaks on all social media outlets as well as mblackspeaks.com.
1: And again, thank you for joining us. See you next week for another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show. Ciao for now.